0: delivering all the news, the informed views, and just telling great motorsport stories since 2003. Powered by theracetalk.com, this is On The Grid. Hello everybody, welcome to a special edition of On The Grid, On The Road. This is the first in what's probably not a new series launched by the On The Grid team, taking you to the destinations of the Australian racing world by road last year you'll remember we walked Mount Panorama, we did it without getting a heart attack and gave you the insights of a lap of Bathurst, well we thought what we might do is trace the footsteps of thousands of racing fans over the years and chart the journey between Melbourne and Mount Panorama Bathurst which is probably the most road tripped to a motorsport venue journey in australia uh welcome to this on the grid special i'm richard Crail. i'm joined in the very comfortable cabin of a 2022 ford mustang gt kindly loaned to us by our friends at ford australia uh by mark walker mark hello to you welcome to this special edition of on the grid and a bit of an aussie ritual isn't it it's the bathurst road trip it is and i suppose for some context. If you live in
1: Bathurst or you haven't been to Bathurst, Bathurst is a pain in the backside to get to. It is inconveniently placed for everyone. It's three hours west of Sydney, but it's not a nice three hours west of Sydney. You have to go through the Blue Mountains or take the back
0: road. What's the back road called? The Bell's Line, but most, more often than not, the Bell's Line of Road has felt fallen off the side of the hill, with all the precipitation they get there these days, and is impassable. Uh, So, yeah, and to show you how hard the drive from Sydney to Bathurst is, it's preferable to spend half your life wasting away on the Hume than it is to drive over and deal with all that Blue Mountains rubbish. So, well, yeah, and also the time spent at the airport. Sticking
1: around at the airport, getting rental cars, all that sort of muck around. At least if you drive up, you've got to set
0: a set of wheels for the weekend and you can you can move around, which is nice. So as we speak to you, we're passing the Glen Rowan exit. So we left Melbourne uh, at about 4 o'clock this morning, give or take. Um, we're blazing up to Bathurst. We're going to do it in as few stops as possible. We stopped at the Wolland services just on the outskirts of Melbourne there for a, a dirty Macca's breakfast, which I've got to tell you hit the spot quite nicely. So we're a couple of hours north, We're heading up to the border now to Albury-Wodonga. Um, we'll pass some notable motor racing um, landmarks there, Mark. Of course, we'll go past Hume-Weir. Um, but I think the idea of this is just to point out a few things that are worth doing and seeing on the way to Bathurst, and we'll tell some road trip stories as well. Now, you've done this road trip... More than me. I've driven from Adelaide to Bathurst a billion times, but I've only ever driven Adelaide, uh, Melbourne, Bathurst, I think, on one occasion. So, this for me will be a, a newish experience, but you've got the road trip stories and we'll be delving into those over the course of this pod. And the thing between
1: Melbourne and Bathurst, there's options. And it is a very hot topic between Melbourne motorsport people. Which way do you go? Do you take the Olympic Highway? Do you take the Hume? Which turn-off do you take off the Hume? Everyone's got their little favourite bits of road that they've got. I've got mine, and it's the turn-off from Kulak to... Cootamundra, missing Cootamundra. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, Bathurst last year, there was a fair bit of flooding around that area and it was an absolute mess. Hopefully, all the roads um, up on the New South Wales side are, are looking in better condition than they did last December. So we'll, uh, we'll keep you posted with that. At least with this thing, um, you feel you could drive the Mustang over just about anything. You do.
0: Uh, well, and, and it's a press car too. I mean, you could. Well, you could, absolutely. Uh, the, the only thing's faster in the world than a rental car. Uh, press fleet cars so uh hello to ben nightingale at ford if you're listening um look early early sit rep though very impressed with the mustang we're in the 10 speed auto mustang gt um rrps i think around the 65 mark but uh very nice cruising along and it indicated 117 which turns out is 110 bang on the satnav gps because of course you must absolutely stick to the speed limit um but yeah, comfortable, nice. Like the Ricaros, this has got the sports Recaro seat option and I'm a larger bloke and I find them slightly too tight but otherwise very comfortable. Quite quiet, cruising along. Motorway speeds, uh, just under 2,000 RPM in 10th gear. Right now it's averaging 8.8 litres per 100 so that's acceptable, 505 k's range shown. So it's probably a two-stop strategy this particular race but that's all right. I think if you started with a
1: full tank, like we didn't quite strategise that perfectly. If we had the full tank on from the beginning, we'd be a one stopper, but uh, you, you need to stretch your legs anyway along the trip. And, and I mean, the thing for mine is that you're Mr. Stick Shift, and here you are taking the paddle shift option.
0: Yeah, I own four cars, all of them are manual and uh, Ford offered up a a self-shifting, a a manual-shifting Mustang with a six-speed. But um, thanks to Russia, fuel prices being what they are, I figured the extra four gears would probably be a handy thing to have for a a fuel economy point of view. So we're on a bit of an economy run and see what this five-litre V8 two-door sports car can do from an economy point of view. And right now, anything under 10 litres per 100 is good, and we're going to get that comfortably. So positive stuff. So we will check in at various points on the journey. Uh, We're aiming for albury wodonga now. So we'll jump on and uh, when we get a little bit closer to the border because, of course, we'll go past Hume Weir. Um, The motorway goes past the back door of Brad Jones Racing, so there's some more little uh, motor racing touristy points we'll spot out. We're going to go and see a submarine. Uh, and then we'll just bring you up to speed with all the various places to see and go on the road trip to Bathurst, talk some nonsense in true on-the-grid fashion.
1: You're listening to the latest from around the
0: motorsport world. On the Grid. So peak hour in the Albury-Wodonga borderlands region we've crossed into New South Wales as our On the Grid road trip continues Uh, good motorsport part of the world this uh, Richard Crymark Walker with you for this special edition of On the Grid. Hurry up and merge in mate what are you doing? Um, We've just driven past Brad Jones Racing. Um, We didn't see any smoke from the smouldering wreck of their 2022 season uh, outside their workshop so that was probably a positive thing. Other motorsport things to note in this part of the world of course the Hume Weir racetrack uh, in the 1950s and 1960s was an iconic but brief lived part of our sport and we should mention the mayor of this town is a friend of ours Kylie King The Mayor of Albury, there you go, motorsport uh, news reporter and and broadcaster and um, one of the nicest human beings you'll ever meet, Mayor of this part of the world. So it's a lovely place, Um, the Hume Highway now bisects it completely so you don't have to stop, which is always a bonus mark. But we're in uh, New South Wales now, Uh, just a quick update on the Ford Mustang GT Very comfortable. Very nice so far. Uh, Lovely day for a road trip. 8.7 litres to the 100 at the moment. So uh, fuel economy very pleased. 387 k's in the trip. And we've still got quite a bit of juice in the tank. So it's all going well as we continue to track uh, northeast up towards Bathurst. But this is a part of the world, Mark, that you know relatively well, perhaps from your era working in PR land. Well, yeah, I was fortunate
1: to tack on to the two last road trips from the Kelly brothers, which were fairly famous over the years for the various things that they used to do. And my job, I sort of breezed in at the end there when all the PR people before me had made the road trips great because they got all the local radio stations and newspapers along the way and you'd be on those trips and everyone knew you are coming. Everyone was sort of heading up to Bathurst at the same time. So you'd go past a, a convoy of guys going up to the mountain to camp and, uh, oh, Kelly boys, they'd know that you're coming because they'd keep an eye out for whatever the unveil of's, of the, the rad car that they'd be driving up on the road trip. So did 2014, when uh, they had the Bluebird, they were. Uh, that was coinciding with um, Michael Crusoe's livery that year, and that that was a fairly straightforward affair. Uh, there weren't a lot of bells and whistles about that one. Uh, we did stop at the RSL in Albury uh, and had a shandy there, which was. Uh, tradition dating back to Glen Seton when Glen Seton drove with them right. I, I don't know if taking on board Glen Seton Bathurst traditions is particularly <laughs> no. a good idea but uh, anyway we stopped in there for a shandy uh, it didn't help them win Bathurst that year funnily enough. Uh, the next year was the road trip with the Nissan Figaro. There was a it was a double bunger drive that year uh, Nissan Figaro tying a little teardrop Jayco uh, uh, Caravan and they had the new Navara towing a proper caravan. That was an epic trick. That was a genuine three day encounter to get to Bathurst. First day uh, went to the Gamby Lakes which we passed yep. some distance ago so it was 666 kilometres to Bathurst from the Gamby uh, so we didn't get very far out of Melbourne on day one Uh Then we'd stop for lunch at the Kinross Woolshed, and I've subsequently been back there. That's a great location, just uh, to the north of Albury. If you're on the road trip, make sure you stop there. That's uh, somewhat better than the RSL, I reckon. Uh, Then after that, uh, we stopped somewhere before Bathurst and rolled into Bathurst on Tuesday morning quite early, Uh, It was a cool trip. Uh, We had to do a whole heap of filming for Channel 10 at the time. Rico was uh, with Channel 10, so we had the drone out uh, chasing the convoy. Um, The legality of the Figaro towing a caravan. I mean, I don't know if the statutes and limitations are completely up on that one. Uh, I don't know the legality of it. It was... It was sort of driving the Figaro, I've got to say. You had to be predictive on the brakes a few kilometres ahead of schedule where you wanted to slow down. Uh, That was pretty hectic, but uh, great memories. And the only real downside is that when we got to Bathurst, we had to go racing with Nissan Ultimus, which was a a bit of a shame,
0: really. (laughs) It's always a a handicap, unless you get a 2014 race. So we're 167 k's out of Gundagai
1: now. Oh. We're on the road to Gondigo. Actually, just on the Gondigo. just on Albury, the one other memory. I did stay there once for the Rutherglen Winery walkabout, and we went to the Chinese restaurant uh, Sunday night, and you just get the staples, you know, lemon chicken. You can't go wrong. And they must have run out of lemon, because they used a bit of lemon pledge dishwashing soap. <laughs> it was the most disgusting lemon chicken you've possibly ever had.
0: Well, we're trying to offer helpful tourists. Don't, don't do the lemon chicken. Don't do the lemon chicken. But you mentioned Rutherglen, and we passed that. It is on the way. If you're planning a road trip to Bathurst, maybe do it over a couple of days and head to northeast Victoria because that Rutherglen area is delightful, isn't it? It's only 40 minutes north of Winton, which is fantastic. So you just keep driving, bypass Winton Motor Raceway and go straight to the Rutherglen wine region and see some wine and drink it too. Yeah, it's it's probably not the prettiest wine region in the world compared to some of the others. You know, you're from the Barossa. Yeah, good fortifieds, though. Rutherglen fortifieds are outstanding, and that is coming from someone from the uh, Barossa Valley. So, just things to see and do on the road trip to Bathurst, just to take you off the Hume a little bit. This road is properly boring though, isn't it? Uh, look, we're on the New South Wales side now where there is a bit of view.
1: Actually, another tourist tip. Uh, north of Winton, you go to Millawa. Yes. Uh, Brown Brothers winery there. If you're new to drinking wine, I suggest you start. Don't turn here. That's the Olympic Highway. We're not going that way. Uh, don't, we're not doing that. Walk, 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 walk. No, thank you. Um, Brown Brothers. Because they do every type of wine mm-hmm. you could possibly ever have. You set up camp at 10am or whenever they open and you leave when they kick you out and you've had your free samplings all day and you are absolutely shopping trolleyed. but there's a cheese factory there the King River Cafe is one of the best food places you will ever go to so uh if you're looking for accommodation options for Winton and you, you want to do a bit of side stuff when you're in town, I'd suggest go up to Milloway. You know, it might be an hour's drive to Winton, but it's, it's well worth it.
0: So we've bypassed the Olympic Highway. Uh, you're my Nicky Grist to my Colin McRae for this trip, so what route are we taking from here? Um, that's a bad analogy, isn't it? Because Colin ended up on his little lot. <laughs> so we're going to avoid that. Maybe uh, Louis Moyer to Carlos Sainz, I don't know. Anyway, I'm struggling to think of any other uh, notable World Rally co-drivers. So from here, I'm assuming we do go through Gundagai? Uh,
1: Yeah, there's all the the sights and sounds of the the, dog in the the tucker box. Uh, You don't have to stop there. I mean, it's a rite of passage that you do stop there. And I'm going to give you a hall pass here that you don't have to stop at the dog in the tucker box because it's nothing it is nothing uh go go through takata here's another unfun fact that nobody ever needs to know but takata halfway in uh is the hotel there takata's halfway between sydney and melbourne i built their first website in 2007
0: really 111 kilometers from right where we are right now so there you go excellent oh well the road trip continues we hope you're enjoying it you are listening to on the grid on the road with crail and walker taking you from melbourne to Bathurst. Thanks for joining us and we will continue this very shortly. Meow. 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 The on the grid, on the road, road trip continues as we walk our way to Gundagai. Uh, We're driving from Melbourne to Bathurst for the 2022 High Tech Oils Bathurst 6-hour Craylan Walker with you. We're in a Ford Mustang GT. A little bit of an update on the journey. 512 kilometres in now. Average fuel's come down to 8.7 litres per 100 kilometres and that mark included a feisty entry back onto the motorway because we needed to clear a little caravan which we did. Um, Enjoying the Mustang, surprisingly quiet at roadway motorway speeds. Very comfortable. Um, I've got no back pain. I've got no leg pain at the moment. Um, We've got a Somehow we've squeezed a fully grown adult in, well, semi-fully grown adult into the back for this road trip, um, and not a peep the whole journey. You've been better behaved than your kid. It's amazing. I hope they're okay. One thing else I like about
1: your dash display here is that you've got the lap timer up for the Melbourne to Bathurst lap
0: record, which I don't think we're going to get, but... Uh, yeah, good thing, good thing mm, yeah, Very comfortable, very, very comfortable So we've been through a few interesting spots Just to divert the tedium of the Hume uh, One of the things that I wanted to tick off was Holbrook And uh, see HMAS Otway The submarine that is in inland From the nearest uh, RAN submarine base But very cool to see that it's, a, it's kind of a must-do stop, isn't it, on this trip?
1: Yeah, I mean, the Hume used to <laughs> go straight through the guts of all these little uh, small towns along the way, and recently that's been bypassed, but they've really tarted up nice. They've got a nice little park there around there, and it's a good little stop-off on the journey, and all these little towns, they've, they've still got the classic bakeries and, mm. and all the little things that you used to like on your road trips, and we'll probably have to stop at the dog at the tucker box up here to get some more petroleum. So, Rich, road trips. Yep. You've done the South Australia one a lot. What, what is it like? What's the journey like? How many towns do you do, typically stop? What do you do?
0: Yeah, the the Adelaide-Bathurst road trip I've done for the 12-hour multiple times, and it is almost exactly a 12-hour drive. It's 1,206 k's, my front door to pit straight grid box number one, um, and then you add 12 k's because I do my customary two laps when you arrive in town. Um the Bathurst, Adelaide-Bathurst road trip is really interesting because it's it's a road trip of three parts. Adelaide to Mildura is excellent. Fast open, dual lane motorways, cross the River Murray, up through the Riverland, um, across the plain to Mildura, which is really nice. And then even the other side to Beltranald is quite good. You're running alongside the Murray in New South Wales. Um Ronald you peel off and you cross the Hay Plain which is 110km of nothingness um, the way we go then is you duck across into Hay across the Murrumbidgee and then out the back of Hay to West Wylong and that is awful just awful, it, it's the Hay Plain but less, there's less to see there uh, and the road's not particularly good and there's cows on the road so you're dodging wildlife but then there'll be a random Black Angus cow that um i hit one once uh, fortunately i was able to go slow but uh whoever subsequently ate that cow got a really nice tenderized uh beef shoulder or uh, by a red vx holden commodore so um but then the run from west wylong to bathurst i love it's a really nice country you go around the back through the little two-bit towns in New South Wales, but you end up in Cowra. Kara's lovely. And then the, the road from Cowra to Bathurst, which we'll do today, is, um, is really nice and a really fast, good drive. But it can be spectacular. Um, driving back from the 1000, I uh, did that last year with my colleague Matt Nolte of TV fame. And... Um, there were big thunderstorms rolling around the plains and lots of water on the ground and really really spectacular road trip it's a long old day but if you leave uh, Adelaide at at 3 30 4 o'clock in the morning you're in Bathurst by five and the first beer at the um, Jack Nuggins Irish Hotel tastes very very delicious that afternoon what about Queensland because that was your staple and and we spoke at the start of the pot about the fact that Melbourne to Bathurst is probably the most travelled road trip for motor racing fans, making the pilgrimage. But Brisbane-Bathurst, I reckon, is close to number one, if not a firm number two, because of the number of Queenslanders that come down, especially for the Bathurst 1000, which is your original journey. Uh, Just backtracking a bit to the the
1: roadkill. My roadkill story was... It wasn't a Bathurst road trip, but it was going out to Morgan Park. You know out at Morgan Park how they've made a special skippy board so they wave a yellow flag and have a skippy board when there's kangaroos on the track because when you see a yellow flag you expect to see something stopped but kangaroos aren't stopped they're random and all over the place so you have a skippy board and you expect something weird to happen in front of you. I remember one morning it was very early it's probably 5am I was the first punter uh out to the track Uh, And it was pea soup fog. You just couldn't see. I'm going 40 k's an hour on that access road in Morgan Park. And uh, Skippy's jumped out of the the trees. I've cleaned him up. He's like headfirst into the thing. He's gone over my bonnet. Oh, my God. I've absolutely killed this kangaroo. And there's no doubt that it was me that did it. (laughs) Because I am the only person here. And there's a dead kangaroo in the middle of the road. So I've pulled over and it's like... Oh, what are we doing here? We you you've got to go and check their pouch and yeah. pull him off to the side of the road. Well, you wouldn't check his pouch, would you? That's that's uh, not a, a uh, good well, idea, really. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's yeah. Queensland for you. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm sort of walking down the road towards this kangaroo,
0: and he's just—I got a meter or two away from him, and he just stood up and jumped away. Bastards! Yeah, bastards. The, the the kangaroo story in Bathurst is funny. The the first. The first year, we had a proper international field for the Bathurst 12-hour 2013. Earlier than that, we had a few guns come down. You know, Chris Meese came down, but 13. And I I got to sit in the driver's briefing because I love the reaction when the internationals get told about the kangaroo flag. It's like, oh, if the flag's doing this, it means there's a kangaroo on the track. And there's just silence in the room and all these international drivers looking at each other going, did they just say what we thought they said? What? And a couple of them came out to me after and said, so, so kangaroo flag, is that actually a thing? It's like, oh, yeah, mate, yeah, we, we generally get one or two a year. If if we have a good year, sometimes it can be more, you know, the RSPCA get a little bit touchy about it, so, you know, we, we've got to be careful and, you know, we want to look after them. But there are kangaroos on the racetrack. It's like, yeah, mate, yeah, yeah, 100%. And then, clearly, he's a racing car driver, so he never read his driver briefing notes. Page two, top line, there will be kangaroos. You know, advise caution. If the flag's doing this, it means there's um, there's kangaroos on the racetrack. So, yeah, it's a it's a thing. I love it. So, from slight
1: left, <laughs> thank you, thank you, Satnav. That's handy advice. Don't. don't going, we, we don't want to go to the Snowy Mountains Highway, is what you're saying. I believe so. Okay. That'd be a good idea, yeah. Thank uh, you. Uh, from Queensland, uh, how do you get to Bathurst? There's options. And it depends on what's flooded at the time and uh, how you're inclined. Uh, the traditional way, I guess, used to be out to Gundawindi and, and down the back way. Yeah, I yeah, know. Thanks, mate. We will. Yeah, un- yeah, okay, okay, thank you. It's been starved of attention, the poor old sat-nav sitting on the hume for five hours. Um, Go to Gundawindi, come down the back way there. Uh, that's one option Uh, the next one across would be the New England Highway so you go across the Blue Mountains to Raymond Terrace sort of area then spear off the back way there you probably wouldn't do that so much these days with the Pacific Highway in such good shape as that it is now
0: where it pretty much bypasses everything but Coffs Harbour so the old bridge in there Mark look at that you love some old old bits of industry that's great It must be getting some creek. Yeah,
1: getting close to Gundagai. Bathurst road trips, I've had some crackers, and a lot of it's just self inflicted rubbish. (laughs) There was a run of uh, Bathurst 12 hours there, 2008. I remember um, I had to drive the crew down on the Thursday night from the Gold Coast. Uh, We had a, a dirty old AU Falcon sedan. And we, we must have packed lightly because there was a spare transmission in the boot. And the problem with that is that the thing was yawing like this. It was dragging its bum along the ground. So the he- headlights on low beam were going straight in all the truck driver's cabs. And they all thought we were high beaming them. So, uh, yeah, so we were playing light uh, light problems the whole way down. And then uh, I wound up drawing the absolute short straw and pretty much drove all the nighttime bit. And I got to... Dubbo, and I absolutely made a hash of it and went to Parks instead of Bathurst, (laughs) so there was some spirited driving in a car with five people in a transmission, Uh, I got to see the dish, that was good, that was uh, a tick box there, a box tick there, but um, that wasn't great, 2009 we had a shocker, but the, the crew did a really good thing. The best thing the crew did all race week there was to take the fuse out of the speed limiter on the minibus. And they only got to test it on Conrad Straight on uh, Monday morning. But we got home a lot quicker than we got to Bathurst that year. So that was uh, pretty handy.
0: Was 09 the year that all three of your cars were out before lap 30? I prefer not to talk about that, but, yeah, that was uh,
1: that was pretty well done. Uh, 2010, boy, we, we put a lot of effort into prepping the car. Like, you work all summer just building the car from you for the 12-hour, and we were knackered. Like, we left uh, whatever night it was, uh, probably Wednesday night, got as far as Narrabri we had a six pack of beer and we passed out trying to drink that like we were just all absolutely knackered Uh, woke up to the door ajar someone's gotten in the room stolen all the wallets, all the keys Uh, luckily I still had my wallet in my pocket so I, I got away with it but uh you know, back in those days you pay cash for everything so everyone was all cashed up for the race week, it was a bit of a disaster, so because the keys to the race car transporter were nicked, I end up spending the night sitting on the bonnet of the Falcon with a baseball bat waiting for them to come back and steal the race car and the transporter, but while we had a baseball bat I'm not quite sure I guess it was a panel beating thing that we had going on at the time Um, the next day we wound up getting some keys cut at the local Ford dealership they were most apologetic for the fact that uh, we got robbed so we got some free keys out of them um we then had a series of blowouts on the trailer because we put a lot of attention on the race car. We never once thought to check the tires on the trailer, so we had a lot of pit stop practice on the side of the highway going down to Bathurst. Uh, I, I was in the veto van, we had the, a veto van with all the pit equipment stuff, and um, had the big fuel churn and all that. And there was a bit of a. There's three of us in there. There was two in the front, and we made a bit of a bed at, in the back with all the stuff. Uh, sitting on top of each other which was fine going down Uh, we had the race packed it all back up as it was with the fuel churn except we were running the Alf and the fumes in the back you were high as a kite for the whole 12 hour drive coming back so that was uh, that was pretty special I remember another road trip going back in 2009 we borrowed someone's AU Falcon wagon and um leaving the track on the Sunday night we went down to dodge the traffic I think we wound up in Oberon trying to dodge the Blue Mountains crash and the exhaust fell off the car it just all disintegrated so uh, uh, whoever was driving would just pop it into neutral and give it a massive rev Uh Uh, going through the little towns which was fine until halfway up the New England Highway the next day the, the back seat caught on fire
0: which <laughs> was all a part of the fun wasn't it really quite a little scenic part we're going through right now, quite like it um, I, I don't really have any of those adventure style road trips because I, I never really went to Bathurst Ty. I, I started working there but I did, my cricket team got me discount once uh, on the road trip back um, I, I think it was 13 or 14 maybe, 15 driving back from the 12 hour uh, usually I'd I drive over in one hit but usually I'd come back and stop halfway because after a 12 hour your brain is completely and utterly ruined so driving 12 and a half hours straight home is generally not a good concept for life um, certainly not extending it so I got to Hay and thought no no I'll push on, I'll go to Balranald, I hadn't booked anything drove to Balranald, pulled in to the last hotel on driver's right as you're heading towards Adelaide thought I'll grab a quick quick sleep here grab a feed jump on the road early the next morning I'll be home by you know 10 or 11 o'clock fantastic anyway I rolled in and I was wearing an Adelaide striker's cap this is the six degrees of Adelaide separation mark that you've been <laughs> accustomed to over the years. Um, and I was wearing my Strikers cap and rolled in and had a conversation with the Lovely. They know oh, you're an Adelaide Strikers fan. We've just we've just been to the big bash to watch the watch the cricket. I was like, oh, great, yeah, they did really well, fantastic. Might have been the year they won. Um, and she says, oh, are you from there? Yep, yeah, I'm from Adelaide. Turns out they were uh, pretty much my old next-door neighbours uh, that had moved to Balranald to run this hotel. Uh, hello room, massive room discount, and best best friends forever. It's great stuff. Uh, one more wildlife story that
1: I've just remembered was uh, going to Bathurst in 2004. Um, used to work at the Ford dealership, and they were all mad keen for it. They all were a part of the... the guys who would live up at McPhillamy Heights and they'd spend the whole year just prepping to go camping at Bathurst and old Troy he was uh the bloke who got married at Dick Johnson Racing. I remember (laughs) the year before we (laughs) we were driving back in the minibus from Oran Park where all the work boys went down there for the weekend and Dick Johnson Racing had an absolute shocker and he I don't know if he was joking or not but he said oh I'm going to tell the wife we're going to get be the first people to get divorced at Dick Johnson Racing as well. But we're sitting there at work on the Wednesday, and old Troy he'd been to Bathurst every year of his life, including when he was in his mum's belly the year before he was born. And he was about to miss his first ever one because his wife they clearly didn't get divorced at Dick Johnson Racing because she was due to give birth on the Tuesday after Bathurst. We're sitting there in the in the uh, in the food hall there at work. And he's miserable. It's like, dude, we gotta go. I'll go and ask my, my boss if I can have the next two days off. We're going to Bathurst. And it's like, yeah, 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 sweet. So, went home, jammed my tent in the back of the car. Haven't used my tent in ages. It's just covered in rubbish and garbage and. All that, yep. Awful. Uh, Driving up the Bruce Highway through Bald Hills there, six o'clock at night, reasonably peak hour. The biggest huntsman spider in the world has climbed up my leg. I'm in the left-hand lane when it started. By the time it finished, I was in the right-hand lane. I've done a hard right and I haven't cleaned up everyone. I don't know how we all didn't die (laughs) that night on the Bruce Highway, but... uh, we got to the, it all worked out fine Hoffie, uh, he didn't miss his uh, his child's birth so that all worked out well and we had a great weekend at Bathurst
0: you're listening to Walker. and uh, That was Walker. This is Crail. We're uh, on the road to Bathurst. We're about three and a bit hours, maybe a little bit more out from the great place. Uh, the on the grid road trip uh, in our five litre Ford Mustang GT, which is barreling along nicely. We're on our way to a production car race so we thought we should be in a car that is in the race and this is quite literally one of the cars that's in the race i'd be disappointed if you weren't driving a production car well on the road true i just roll my supercar up every day um interestingly enough we passed a toyota supra one of the new Supras going the other way just before and not not a not a good looking car in my opinion anyway i I would take the ford mustang over that in terms of two-seat sport cars but uh just before we sign off for this little segment Where are we going from here? Because you're taking us up the back way, aren't you? Oh, I don't know if it's back way there's there's Backway. options there's
1: options but this is the most fun way Backway. through Kulak and then uh, bypass kurtamandra we'll just see what the roads are like because uh, December last year they weren't exactly all open
0: so we'll we'll see what we've got to play with but uh, it should be a good drive well this has got a race mode which I'm quite keen to try and the dashboard does cool things with the taco so we'll uh, we'll do that and the exhaust goes into anti-social mode which is I think what it did this morning when I started it at 4 a.m outside your neighbour's house
1: The only problem about this Kulak Road is that I have seen cows on the road and you have history.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, join us, won't you, for (laughs) part four of On the Grid, On the Road. You're listening to the latest from around the motorsport world. On the Grid. Nice. Well, you may as well do the welcome back this time, Mark. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, that was just Richard, uh, demonstrating what a five litre V8's capable of. Turns out in the curvy bits,
0: a Mustang's just delightful. Yeah, yeah we've had a very enjoyable drive. Uh, we're, we have just left young in country New South Wales. We're about under two hours now from the big hill, um, nice stop in young for lunch a uh, little bakery there on the main drag which was which was busy concerning that the um, young courthouse was the busiest place in town on a tuesday afternoon a wednesday afternoon as we talk yeah they they had a bit on
1: they had a bit on um... Curvy drive there, nice little road between Curlake. I mean, the road condition's probably not the greatest it's ever been. And they've had a fair bit of weather around these parts in the last year or so, so the road's not in great, Nick. But,
0: enjoyable? It was. Very enjoyable. Yeah, road road surface had a bit to be desired, but that's alright. Um, we popped the Mustang in Sport Plus mode, and uh, stiffened the dampers up a bit, opened the anti-social exhaust, and uh, the 10-speed auto, actually, quite Intuitive on its uh, downshifts and upshifts as you go into a corner and things like that. So I liked it, enjoyable drive, and now we're just on the uh, the nice little cruise up to Cowra. And then the run from Cowra to Bathurst is always quite enjoyable, quite fast and flowing. Open roads, you know, yeah, cracking drive so far, Mark. Yeah, it, it reminds me of some of the other good ones
1: I've had from Melbourne up to Bathurst. 2010, we had the one of the prototypes, I think, of the. Uh, FPV GT, the FG version, we had the launch of the week in Bathurst and we had a red one that we had to drive up to Bathurst for Alan Moffat to cut laps on Sunday morning before the main race and uh, we certainly got some looks that week driving up the freeway because obviously everyone's heading in the same direction and uh, you see this brand new car that's uh, been released the day before on the highway, we got a fair few looks. David Siegel. That's uh, a common theme in a lot of the road trips for myself. Working uh, with him at Metering Communication Services, uh, we shared a, a fair few drives up here, and it's the road into Young where there's uh, a few landmarks that, then they're, they're complete nonsense. But it just breaks up the drive. Was it road road? Rhodes Road and Skeeterville Road. Skeeterville Road. Ske- Skeeterville's just got no place being in the middle of a paddock outside of Young, <laughs> yeah. But then you get into Young, and um, the, the Chinese restaurant there was called the Walk and Roll, which uh, unfortunately has... Been closed down. It's no more, and it has been replaced by the Chow King, Chow King. which is okay, but it's not a walk and roll. It's no rock and roll. And uh, we didn't actually go to Juicy Lucy's cafe. We went to one of the other cafes in yeah. town.
0: There, the bakery back at Bakery Cafe, opposite Juicy Lucy's. Uh, the upstairs area of Juicy Lucy's looked slightly salubrious. I, I wonder if that's the a, a night spot, perhaps in in downtown young and nice i like country new south wales towns are great though aren't they i really really like them i love the reverse angle park into a into their curb i think that is a contribution to first world society that country new south wales has offered up they've all got wide streets i like really like country new south wales towns they're all really really cool Although, saying that, we are parked outside that cafe and there were a few
1: failed attempts at angle. Angles are difficult, aren't they? You know, people failed trigonometry at
0: school and all that sort of caper. They did. And, look, you don't need to be a rocket scientist, and clearly some of them aren't anywhere near that. But as a concept, generally, I feel like it works. And I feel like... And Bathurst is the ultimate example for this, right? William Street, very, very wide, heaps of room... Everyone gives you room, mostly, to get in. Even during race week in town, you pull in, you indicate, you reverse in, people give you space. It just, I just think it works. It's so much easier than angle parking nose in and having to reverse out into traffic because no bastard lets you in. I think in our Crail's utopian society, reverse angle parking, and it means you don't have to parallel park as well, which no one should ever be made to do in their life. Oh, I agree with that. No doubt. So
1: next up, Cowra, and then it's the uh, shot. Oh, that was a pothole. Yeah, good driving. Thanks, Rich, for the evasive action there. That was pretty nicely done. A
0: yeah, bit of grip in these tyres. They're running uh, Michelin Pilot Sport 4S's. Uh, holiday, uh, hello to Trev Schumacher and all the team at European Technique, the race distributor for Michelin tyres here in Australia. And the crew at Michelin head office who have talked about being involved in our podcast in the past so maybe this is the opportunity yeah it's running the Pilot Sport 4S which is a almost track tire it's a high performance road tire but it's a really nice tire I run the same ones on my Commodore and um, good balance between lots of grip and uh, still not outrageous um ride comfort it's still pretty good and massive not massive noise either so i've been genuinely surprised market this car and how good it is on the cruise it's pretty firm like the road we're on now as you can probably hear uh, is reasonably bumpy but this thing's on the cruise it's really nice i'm uh, quite impressed it's good coming up to bathurst Throughout the year
1: and seeing all the different seasons and how the the local environment is. When we come up here December last year, it was cherry season, and most of Australia's cherries are from around this sort of area. So, and there's actually a lot of cherry tourism. I didn't know that that was a thing, but there was a lot of signs up. Uh, Beware of the cherry traffic, and uh, obviously the the local retailers uh, do a roaring trade around that time. You, you come here in October, and all the canola and all the uh, different flowers are out so it's pretty dry and um, a bit dusty and smoky here at the moment but uh, it's a it's a contrast. I was
0: going to say it is surprisingly dry especially given all the rain they've had in this part of the world over the last two months or so but just in as you're coming into the towns it's quite autumnal and the trees are starting to turn and from coming to the Blue Mountains from this side, the closer you get, the more of that you pick up. Um, and Bathurst, I think, will be quite noticeable that the t- trees are starting to turn. So, But Easter, I'll tell you, it's been an absolutely corking day, mid-20s all the way up. Um, Easter weather, like, we've had some foggy days, we've had some rain, but nine times out of ten, I think the strike rate for weather at the Bathurst 6-hour is possibly the best of any Bathurst event on the program. It just tends to be very mild low to mid 20s cool at night crisp sometimes but nine times out of ten it's pretty good so i, I reckon if this is a if you're looking to go to bathurst for at a low profile event an event where you've got space to move around but you know the 1000 is incredible but there's a billion people there um this is such a good way to ease yourself into a bathurst experience is to come up Over Easter, and you can spend without wanting to sound like an ad for Destination New South Wales. God knows I've done some of those in the past Um, PS, Ben Chifley, Bathurst, Fossil Museum, (laughs) etc. It is a good time of year to come up here because the weather's generally good. There's lots to see and do, and uh, I do like it. So I think we're going to just knuckle down, press on to uh, old Bathurst town, and when we get a bit closer, we'll be uh, looking at the Mount Panoramic sign. We had
1: such a good week here, at
0: Bathurst last
1: year, just seeing all the sights and sounds and going and doing the old Vale circuit, going to the train museum.
0: A surprising amount of really cool things that a lot of your family members will enjoy. The old Vale circuit was great, wasn't it? Have we potted about that? We wrote about it on the race talk. Um, That was cool. That's an experience you need to go and do. Find the side post and then cut a lap and then the... um, Oh, what's old mate doing up here? We might need to deploy some horsepower soon, Mark, to uh, do a little bit of overtaking. But um, yeah, uh, the Bathurst museums are good. I enjoyed the railway museum, best model train set in the world. That thing's enormous. And of course, the National Motor Racing Museum is uh, well worth a visit. Drop by and see our friend Brad and tell him we sent you. And it won't mean anything, but uh, he'll smile regardless.
1: No, no, you-, y- you forgot the best museum in town.
0: Which one? Speedway. Oh, Ashes Speedway Museum. Yeah, that was the biggest surprise. Just Google it. I I don't think we can... Well, we wrote a story about it on TRT, didn't we? Or Did that make the notebook or did we write a story? I I I think we wrote a story, yeah. Ashes Speedway Museum. If you're coming to Bathurst and want your mind blown, even if you don't like bikes or speedway bikes, all of them combined, (laughs) Google it. It's the most extraordinary place we've ever visited. Worth a look.
1: We'll uh, reconvene a bit closer to town. Richard, great success. We made it. Another road trip. No road kill. No Mustangs in ditches. Mustang did a nice job, didn't it? It did a nice job. Uh,
0: Large pothole. (laughs) You nailed it. Yeah, absolutely. Large pothole. Um on the road to Blaney, wasn't it, just before Bathurst, Uh, that was pretty significant roads aren't in great shape, are they Uh, lots and lots of rain they've sort of half patched them up since we last drove on them in December, but um yeah, no, really, really enjoyable road trip. I thought the Mustang was outstanding. We averaged 8.7 litres per 100 for the trip, which was great. Very comfortable, no aches and pains for myself. I don't know about you, but I found that very, very comfortable. Uh, cruised along nicely. Definitely do it on one stop in that car if we nailed the pit stop strategy, which we didn't do properly. But um, good drive and and always nice to drive into. to... Um, this part of the world and spot the mountain for the first time and uh, you got the back of it first. I picked the sign because I was on the right side of the car. Yeah. Yeah. But it was good. Big weekend, isn't it? Yep, it is. No doubt. It's been a big day but, um good to get stuck in and uh looking forward to seeing now how the mustangs go against the bmws that are the dominant force in the Bathurst six hour but it's just nice to come here it's such a special place to um to come and go racing and i kind of like i really like the road trip even from sydney it's it's three hours it doesn't feel the same as spending a day to get here and i think it just builds that anticipation a little bit more and when you get out of Cowra and you start seeing that familiar Bathurst countryside and you see the back of the old bald hills and um, you drive in and roll into the track and get the Mount Panorama sign for the first time and the pit straight and everything about it. It's pretty special. We actually wind up spending a fair portion of our lives in Bathurst when you think about it. Well, I think my record for one year was 31 days, which is a month between the 6, the 12 the 1000 and uh, a challenge Bathurst visit for four days Uh, and that year had the uh, the McLaren Formula One demo so that added an extra day so um, I'm thinking of investing in real estate but the Bathurst property market's properly boisterous at the moment and uh, it's hard to get get into the game here it's pretty expensive.
1: So, what's the tip for this weekend? Obviously, we've got a lot of cars here. It's cool to see so many cars. It's uh, it's pretty hectic, and there's a lot of interest
0: in the event as well. Building. Well, if you're listening to this on the road trip to the Bathurst 1000, it probably won't mean much. But uh, I think oh, BMW is going to be very, very hard to beat. They've got all the good combinations, all the the gun supercar drivers, and um, they've got the experience. But most of all, in production cars, they've got the reliability sorted in those cars. So they understand how to stop making them turn into to limp home mode, which has been the, the issue for modern production cars these days. But mm. um, oh, it, it'll be between probably the Berwick Linton BMW and uh, the car that Nick Perkett jumps in rather than uh, Shane Van Gisbergen. and I think he's down with the cough. But I think... Um, I think it'll be a good fight. There's some other wild cards in there, the Brad Carr entry with Tim Slade driving, Anton Di Pasquale in with Anthony Sewell, who always goes well here. They're they're good combos. Um, The Mustangs probably lack a bit of star power now that we know that Ambrose and Medici are out, but still, they're the kind of thing that'll pound around all day, and who knows, if we get one of those typically dramatic Bathurst Enduros, could pull a result. Well-driven, Richard, and thank you, Ford, for building such a cool car. It is cool. It's nice that though they, they still exist. It is nice that they still exist and that they're still on sale uh, and that they're so cool that they are. And we legitimately bought three, mostly two oversized, one definitely oversized and one small human being um, in that car all the way up here from Melbourne. And all of us did it pretty happily. So, no, outstanding package. Loved it. Really good. Thanks to, to Ben Nightingale and the team at Ford Australia for uh, the loan. It really appreciate it. You get to drive it home. Hot, oh, red, hot. Which I think you like. Um yeah we really really enjoyed it we hope you enjoyed our little Bathurst road trip and some of the great stories and we'd love for you to let us know your Bathurst road trip stories tag us at the race talk on Facebook Twitter and Instagram with your favorite Bathurst road trip memories and um, maybe down the road maybe the 1000 later this year we can get some um, some fans together we'll we'll do a beers with the race talk and uh, tell some more road trip stories about coming to Mount Panorama Thanks for listening, everyone. This has been On The Grid, On The Road to Bathurst. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast wherever you might be listening to it. Thank you, Mark, for your company along the way. No, thank you. Very enjoyable. And we'll see you next week for more On The Grid. Nice.
1: On The Grid.